HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. My name is Brandon Roy, co-owner of Roberta's, a super duper awesome place. Roberta's is a very, 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 very proud sponsor of the Heritage Radio Network. We're also super awesome. Thank you, Heritage. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Hello, Mr. and Mrs. America, from border to border, coast to coast, and all the ships at sea. Streaming live from the County of Kings, Brooklyn, New York City, on the Heritage Radio Network. Are you ready for the fastest half hour on the internet today? It's the Mike and Judy Show. Spanning the globe for high-minded hijinks and low-brow kicks to bring you the best in sex, drugs, rock and roll, and nuclear fission. They're too bad for radio and too good-looking for television. And now, here they are. America's last best hope to make the internet safe for absolutely no one. Two people who will do pretty much anything for a pizza. Your hosts, Mike Edison and Judy McGuire. Mike, that reminds me, we forgot to order pizza. Don't worry, Judy, we'll get that pizza. <laughs> we can have a nice big gay pizza today. What would, what would go on a gay pizza? Cock, I guess. Oh, or labia. Or labia. Yeah, but we're gonna have we're gonna have Jesus Christ, I think today. All right. Yeah, I'm feeling dairy. Are you? Are, we have a special guest today. Our very favorite guest. Uh, she has been on the Mike and Judy show more than any other guest. She really is. To, to, Rachel is to us what Joan Rivers was to Johnny Carson. <laughs> and we will cut a bitch if she betrays us. <laughs> yeah, it takes her own show on the show. to CBS. <laughs> the Schmeritage Radio Network. <laughs> but Rachel has broken hearts everywhere throughout New York City by announcing her big move to Los Angeles. Rachel, we week. hardly knew you. Oh, that isn't true. You've right. known me for a long time. All right, let's hear it for our favorite author and playwright, Rachel Shirker. Yay. Rachel, Rachel's book, Starstruck takes place in the City of Angels. It does. Are you... This is your destiny, Rachel. It is. I know it is. I know. I'm going to become a movie star. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to become a 17-year-old movie star. (laughs) You've got to keep drinking those shakes at the Mm. drugstore. Two more years and I'll be 17. (laughs) (laughs) She's also our underage guest. Yeah, no. Um, She's of age because we have her drinking alcohol. (laughs) Tell us more about your boob job. (laughs) Um, I'm going to get the biggest boobs you've ever seen. But I think the new thing... 
Judy and I were just talking this, about this before the show. I think the new thing should be boobs that are in shapes. So you could have like <laughs> nipples that are sort of semi-inflated in the shape of hearts or stars. Stars of David. Stars Jewish of stars. David. I was thinking also maybe you could make the boob itself a shape in the way that, you know, when you were a kid and you get like a balloon shape, like a heart or like, right. a balloon, you know, like a long or like a long <laughs> the balloon boob. animal boobies. <laughs> My boobs are shaped like poodles. <laughs> I think All like, balloon animals are poodles. I think we're like the Jewish housewives of Orange County. Nice stars of David with diamond nipples. With diamond nipples, that would be nice. I want horseshoes. <laughs> <laughs> you could you could use them as lucky. cup holders. You and could stuff they too. they're a very useful. They could be sort of handles, but I would want mine sort of attached to hinges too, so that you could like lift them up and then you can hang things from them if you need like coats or <laughs> ties. Blue coats and ties. <laughs> should be machine like, guns. Oh, I, I need to know where my glasses are. I'll just hang them from my breast. <laughs> your breast. That's going to be a complicated. When bra. your neck is full. Have <laughs> <laughs> your glasses and your. Jewelry yeah, yeah. various things. Yeah, jewelry, necklaces. And here we are, redefining decolletage here on the Mike and Judy Show. It's the wave of the future. So what are you going to do in L.A.? Like, <sighs> make it big. Know. You I mean, are going to make it big. That is. I think mostly to start the same stuff that I'm doing here. I mean, one of the things that has sort of um, motivated the move was this kind of interest in turning Star Trek into a TV show. So I'm going to be working on the development of that and then hopefully on some other kind of TV projects, but at the same time, you know, I'll still be writing books and writing for all the same magazines and everything. I'll just be there because I, do you want to hear what my real moment, like I really had like a, like I had a New York snap, like I just snapped and I was like, I can't do this anymore. Does it involve I mean, it a was, homeless guy pooping in front of you? No, that's happened many, yeah. many, many times. In fact, the night that gay marriage was legalized in the state of New York, I remember walking back on Waverly Street, like, because I went over to Christopher Street to kind of, like, celebrate, like, everyone was celebrating, and I thought it'd be funny to go, and I was walking back, and I passed this restaurant, um, Blue Hill, Blue Hill, right? Yeah. Is that what it's called? Yeah, it's Blue in Hill the West at St- Stone Barnes, or right. Blue Stone, or Blue Ivy at Barnstone, whatever. It's a well-known place. The Obamas ate there, and it's also where Ben proposed to me. Oh. And so I walked past, and I was like, oh my god, that's so sweet, that's, we got married, and now all these other people get married, and love conquers all. And there was a guy sitting on the stoop, and I was like, he's probably thinking the same thing. And then I realized it was a homeless guy who was pooping <laughs> right on the exact <laughs> stoop where Ben had asked me to be his wife. <laughs> and that didn't break you. So what that broke didn't break you? me. That I thought was good. What broke didn't, I, me, didn't I see that in Annie Hall? It was something. <laughs> it was not. A, it was a very Annie Hall kind of moment. And that was one of the moments where I was like, I love New York. But this was my like horrible, I hate New York moment. Um, it was actually for the book party of Star Trek that just came out, you know, a couple months ago. Available everywhere. Available everywhere. And and I I had been so busy. You know, you get so like crazed in the run-up to your book and I'd sort of forgotten to double check if there was going to be like wine or what there was going to be at the launch party which wasn't at a bar it was just at a bookstore and I talked to my publisher at Random House and she's like well this is a YA novel so we don't usually budget for alcohol we'll be happy to buy you <laughs> some cupcakes or something and I was like okay but I we need booze like there's not going to be any young adults at this party it's like 8 p.m. in Brooklyn on a Tuesday Judy and I are young adults yeah, We're young adults, there. you're not under you're not under drinking age. Judy stayed out till one AM the other Only night. Only I am. Oh my god. <laughs> <I know. laughs> Still reeling. <laughs> so I was like, whatever, fine. I'll just I'll fucking just go and buy my own fucking wine for my own party. So I was already like pissed off that I felt like just I was just pissed because like, I thought like these provisions. I mean, whatever. It was fine. Like it was it was my mistake. We had a you know, it was my failure. My mistake. Your failure to think a book my publisher failure. would do anything. Unlike our publishers who keep us swimming in rivers of booze. Right. So so I was so I was so I was disappointed in that. But I thought, OK, so fine. So I went to Trader Joe's, which is like 
honestly, I live in Stuyvesant Town, like sort of close to Avenue B, and Trader Joe's is like, what, it's like 4th Avenue or something, right? It's not that... Yeah, it's between 3rd and 4th. Yeah, it's not that far away. So I thought, okay, fine, I'll just, I'll, I'll get a case of wine and then I'll it's just... It's a schlep. Yeah, it's a little bit of a schlep. I was like, I'll get a, I'll get a case of wine and then I'll just, I'll just hop in a cab and bring it home and then I'll bring it again. Um, so I bought this case of wine. I had to buy, I mean, my own case of wine and it's, a case of wine is fucking heavy. You yeah. know, it's like, so I, so I carried outside and I was like, oh, I'll just get a cab. I'll just get a cab. Yeah. And I could not get a cab. So I keep thinking, well, I'll just carry it in another block and like, maybe then I'll get a cab. And I was like carrying this case of wine and I like tried to put it down to rest for, and there were just no cabs and it became clearer and clearer that I was not going to get a cab and I was going to, I put it down and I like put it down and then I, I scraped my hand all up as I said because it was so heavy so like I'm dripping blood like from my hand and I couldn't get a cab and nobody stopped to help me and it was also like I was traveling like six fucking blocks and if I was just like this is ridiculous I am done I am Who done is? I am done with this bullshit I know that this should not be a big deal I should be able to go I should have been able to buy three cases of wine and put them in the trunk of my fucking car and then drive and there, half a mile home I'm moving to LA and there it is ladies and gentlemen your, your New York moment. It well, came carrying, bu- buying wine for your publishing party. And that's finally what drove you out of town. And not being able to get a goddamn cab. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. It's harsh. It's like Grapes of Wrath. Yeah, it was. It was like Grapes of Wrath. <laughs> that is like, it's like the moment where Rose of Sharon fed that dying man with her <laughs> Now, what would one of the princesses of Long Island have done? They well, wouldn't she, have put up. They would have well, first of all, they wouldn't have written a fucking book. They wouldn't have done that. Also, all the thing with those girls is that they're. This is this is why I'm not a princess, and this is like the biggest deficiency in my life of my my non princessiness is that those girls are also fucking detail oriented. That none of them would have ever thought they they would have been obsessing about you know the wine for their party like months in advance, and they entered because it's all about. The trappings of it, it's not... Well, while I was writing the book, they would have already been planning the party. They would not have had this problem. Daddy would have gotten them a wine sponsor. Exactly. And, 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 someone, to write, also, and someone to write the book. Yeah. And some of it also is just that I'm so cheap. <laughs> 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 that it would never occur... Do you know what I mean? Like, anything that would go... But, yeah, they wouldn't have written the book, and they would have been, they would have been thinking about this years in advance. I'm just... I, one thing I am always amazed about with all those Real Housewives, and do envy them for, is they all seem to be really good planners... Of like well, I think they have people to plan things. those events. Yeah, but so. they're all like really good packers, and their closets are really organized. Like, <laughs> I don't yeah, have that don't, part. Like, Lu- I don't. Luann have... is not organizing her own closet. I know, but it all just. Looks... Which one is that? The Countess? I haven't watched yeah. that. But I wouldn't even be able to tell someone else like how to do it. Do you know? Like, it wouldn't even occur to me like how it should be done. Like, well, you, you like hire would... an organizer but to do that. But then I would have to find the person to organize. My I'm not even organized enough to hire someone to I organize. I would have to be your princess consultant. I would tell you who to hire to do all these things. I'm just missing that gene, the one that like makes everything really fancy for yourself. Well, you're a Midwestern <laughs> Jew. You're not the Long Island. I, I haven't really seen much of the, the and princesses. And like I said, I'm extraordinarily cheap about <laughs> certain things. All I've seen of the princesses of Long Island is, is the trailer, which fascinated me greatly. And it, you know, kind of a little close to the bone. Maybe that's why I'm trying to avoid it. Yeah, uh, it is you know, a little bit. I've never, I've never watched a show like one of those reality shows. I mean, I feel like you watch the New York one a little bit and you kind of get who they are, at least who they're trying to be. But I've never watched a show where I was like, oh yeah, I know well, these well, I, know I was, these I was watching this woman who was complaining. She's, <laughs> four, she's, she's, you know, 40-ish or, uh, you know, about to hit the wrong side of 40. No, no, she's so, 27. All, none of those girls are one, over 30. Are you saying they look really? like, really? Yeah, the oldest no, no, one just sure? turned 30 and they're all freaking out that they're not married. Well, they're not yet. married. Well, I'm telling you, she... she... 
look like. Well, obviously, she, I she's thirty. She hit thirty doing one hundred and ten. I don't know. I, mean, I don't have any of these problems. But she's saying she, she's not like, married. She, can, she wants to find a man like her father. <laughs> you did the right thing, honey. She, she wanted to find a man like her father. She was, you know, who's, who's strong and capable and independent. Yeah, her tiny living, little father and, and then, that got a pedigree. Exactly. Like her. Yeah. The camera pulls back, and her father's in the, in the chair next to him, getting his toes painted. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he's a good provider. Yeah. I can't believe I've missed this latest Andy Cohen debacle. It's unbelievable. I, I, I kind of don't believe that they let them do Because the thing, too, is that all of these girls, sort of, they sort of... They sort of relate everything back to being Jewish. Like, oh, well, we used to all live at home, but it's a Jewish thing. And it's like, no, it's no, not. It's not. No, Don't it's be Jews ridiculous. Live it's, on a, their own. it's a spoiled loser thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's just no, 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 girls I grew up with live with their parents. If you were a real Jap, you'd get your father to fucking rent you a $5,000 a month apartment <laughs> in the West Village that you don't pay for. Like those shots of Sunset Girls. Yeah, correct. They know what they're doing. They don't live with their parents. No, and they don't pay for them either. See, I'm so out of the loop in this reality show business. Oh, the Who bravo. of Sunset? I find the Shahs of Sunset inspirational, though, because some of them the are Shahs? Muslim and that... some of them are Jewish and they get along very well. Yeah. They're like the Shah of like Iran? Yeah, like the Shah of Iran. Okay. Um, and they're all like the, you know, the Persian diaspora in LA, but some of them are Muslim and some are Jewish, but they're all friends with each other. And, the Persian diaspora. And I find, that, I find that hopeful. I find it a hopeful sign. Well, they are, they are universally awful, though. <laughs> <laughs> Muslim, Jew alike. They're awful. Well, if there's anything that we have in common, perhaps we can finally come together in our mutual awfulness. Just be like, we have to get along because no one else wants us. They won't tolerate our bullshit. <laughs> so what time is Cher playing today? We're both drinking, Mike. Um, <laughs> yeah, happy this Pride. Happy Pride. Who do, who do I got to blow to get a ticket to see Cher? I'm... I, mean, I don't know. You You're have gonna... to blow, blow Jason Gould. <laughs> <laughs> is he gay? He is a gay. Oh, Isn't that nice really for cute. her? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I just watched... Um... He played her son in The Prince of Tides. Right. <laughs> anyway. starting into quite the coffee clutch today. <laughs> this is... I, I feel like I'm the Andy Cohen of this this thing with, with, with you. you. We need you, to fight. You re- if it were a true Housewives reunion... We you you real Housewives here getting sloshed on our show. Yeah. Well, it's good. You copied me, Rachel. You copied me. How did I copy you? No, that's just what they always fight about. Oh, they copied about. me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you fought, fought in first thought, grade. I thought that was a little inappropriate. Everything's always in, someone <laughs> someone acted inappropriately. It's like, so all of you are constantly inappropriate. You're all <laughs> most, 70 years old and you're wearing, like, bikinis <laughs> on this thing. Those leathery Not that bellies. wrong with that. Yeah. <laughs> like Ramona and her, and her monokinis. Her monokinis, yeah. Oh, um, good Lord. How many housewives are actually named Rachel? Like a lot of them, mm. I think. I don't think, think there are any, any named no? Rachel. No, no, there have to be. No, she shows you what I know. No one's named Rachel. That's that age. I mean, I was thinking maybe probably one of the princesses of Long Island would be named one, but she's because Rachel's one of those names that like no one was named until like 1978, and then it was like became a really popular name all of a sudden. So I rarely meet Rachels that are like older than about 35. I know some old Rachels who are willing to maybe cop to it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the Real Housewives don't cop to their real ages. No, but was it Jill Zarin was saying she was at one point she was like forty one or something, <laughs> <laughs> and I just turned thirteen. I think I'm going to get my period for the first time. Yeah, exactly. Oh, Jill Zarin, what? you're well preserved, but you are it's well weird over fifty. When they do that whole thing, and you realize you realize that that you're then telling me that you had your daughter when you were fifteen, right. but I'm supposed to think you're so classy and fancy. <laughs> <laughs> I had a friend whose older like, sister lied about her age. So it became, at one point, her 
my friend, the younger sister, became older than her older sister, and that was when it really pissed her off. The best lying about age that I've ever seen in a public way is I don't know if you've read, I don't know if you've read Zsa Zsa Gabor's memoir. <laughs> I ha- not yet. It's wonderful, but the thing about it that's amazing is that. She starts the book when she's 15 years old and she marries a Turkish diplomat who she never sleeps with and then subsequently loses her virginity to Ataturk, who had been stalking her apparently and planted a gift for her in an antique store she frequented. <laughs> Such bullshit. Like, it's a complete... Wow. And then she had to, like, follow. It was like a treasure hunt to, like, Ataturk's naked body. Like, she, like, got these emeralds and then she had to go through this courtyard and then there was, like, a horse and she got on the horse and the horse, like, a white stallion that, like, led her through, like, a grove of cypress Did trees. Did Barbara Cartman like, ghostwrite this? It's completely insane. But as you read it, you realize, in the book, Zsa Gabor is 15 for about 10 years. Because <laughs> she's like, and then it didn't work out and we got divorced and then I married Conrad Hilton in 1954 when I was 15. And it's like, you were said you were 15 in 1935. <laughs> and you married the first guy. Like, it's so crazy. Well, speaking of romance. And Zsa Gabor. And from Zsa to Gigi. How do you like that for a segue, McGuire? Oh, I'm uh, not a fan, I have to say. Um, but it is, but um, we are um, celebrating, remembering. Gigi, anyway. Gigi's my favorite movie. Gigi you don't like this Gigi? Is, no, this is a very oh, Gigi Allen. Gigi Allen. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, no. This is the same, same difference. A remake Gigi. of Gigi starring Gigi Allen. <laughs> <laughs> Gigi. Bring this to Hollywood. We're bringing this to Hollywood, Rachel. We're gonna... Why you are pooping on my face. <laughs> We're going to make hundreds. All right, we're remembering. I that. licked your festering <laughs> leg brace. Yes, don't you see? All right, I can't. It's gonna be a rock. I, I can't follow that. I can't follow that. I'm gonna write this song. But I, I'm, I'm gonna try. We're gonna take a quick break. It's the Mike and Judy show. Uh, this is a number I wrote for my old pal Gigi Allen. It's called Gigi Allen died last night. We'll see oh, you in a minute. You know, I'm sorry. <laughs> a friend of mine when I heard the news I was not surprised the only shock was that he lasted as long as he did he was 36 years old yeah Gigi the bizarro world liberty violence Jim and Stewart reverse a man whose reality scorched the myth. Stories of him being beaten up by fans, by cops, by rednecks who came to his gigs just to kick the shit out of him were legends. But no matter how many tales were told of success, the violence, the bloodshed, the onstage suck jobs, they could never approach a very real white knuckle fear and bad that were the byproducts of his shows. Yeah, playing with Gigi, I had my own life threatened many times. One night in Raleigh, some pissed off rap boys followed us to our motel with baseball bats. And you know you're about to enter a world of pain when Gigi Allen is the one calling the cops. And beyond the broken glass, Gigi adhered to a cogent philosophy of rock and roll. Rock and roll is creator, rock and roll is destroyer. He was everything Ma and Pi ever warned you about. Fuck phonies like Lou 
year before he died. I was hosting a rooftop barbecue. It was a pleasant afternoon. Gigi and I were wearing aprons and silly chef hats, flipping burgers and drinking beer. He asked me if I wanted to be on the guest list for the show the next day, and I told him I wasn't going. We're having a nice time, I said. It was really good to see you. Why would I want to ruin that vibe by going to one of your gigs? He laughed. Yeah, he told me. You're probably right. Okay. Thanks, Mike Edison. That was romantic, don't you think? That was very romantic. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of romance, we have a special guest on, on the line. Are you there, Ben? It's husband of Rachel. I am. Hello. Hello. I, uh... hello. <laughs> getting ready for your big move? Going to jet out to uh, La La Land? Something like that. You know, I'm kind of just getting all the boxes ready and, yeah, looking at the space and thinking, oh, my God, how come it's so small when we moved in? How much space then? How much stuff then? Well, that was good of you to leave Ben home packing while you're here having cocktails with Judy McGuire. Everything was packed. He told me to go. He, it was just some sweeping, and the movers just had a few more things to move out. So you guys are pretty- He's wonderful, and obviously he's, he's everything. <laughs> yeah, very supportive. She yeah. owes so, you big bag. So you guys are traveling with your cat on the plane? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, I, I, I couldn't get my, my cat like, to the doctor's office, let alone to another state. How, do we, how does this happen? I don't know. Does he have a deluxe think, carrier? Well, I does think I'm, I'm going to get her a new one. I'm going to get her one of the like soft-sided ones that I think will be... Because she has a hard one for like... Does she have her own seat? She, no, no. She goes under the seat. Yeah, she's a carry-on. Yeah, she's a carry-on. She's going to be very resentful. <laughs> <laughs> she's going to poop on your pillow. <laughs> if we're lucky. Yeah, we'll see. So, so what are you looking forward to most about L.A.? Uh, me? Yes. Me, Besides um, Rachel's big new boobs. The weather. The weather, <laughs> mostly. Yeah, I don't know. I think the... New York's been an interesting experience from, you know, someone who grew up in South Africa um, with a lot more just space, like living space, you know. Um, and having come here from uh, Amsterdam, um, you know, which is also pretty small. It's, it's, it hasn't been a terrible adjustment, but going out to L.A. and, you know, kind of being close to the weather that I grew up with and, uh, you know, living space that's a little bit more um, generous, I think, is, is probably my too much. You're <laughs> so serious. Things right now. You are serious. You're a serious person. <laughs> I understand you're getting a big motorcycle when you get out to L.A. Then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was thinking about a Triumph Bonneville. But, you know, I... I I had, a, I had a scooter in New York, which sounds insane until you think about the fact that, you know, everyone around you drives 24-7. I mean, they may, you know, have funny accents and, 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 and swear a lot and, you know, shoot <laughs> their horns a lot, but they can actually drive. I don't know. After, after being on, on the highways in L.A., I got really scared. So if you I can get a Triumph, it may be like armor, 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 plating glass, huh? <laughs> glass, right? Yeah, but you're going to look so good on the back of that chopper with your heart-shaped boobs. Fuck no, I'm not going on the back of that thing. <laughs> <laughs> Boobs are, well, maybe the boobs can, well, the boobs will add as airbags. They'll be, right. Um, ben got nervous with me driving, didn't you, honey? You I got very you nervous with you like driving. You don't like being in the car with me driving. You made me very scared. <laughs> so she's not a great he, driver? He told me I would kill or be killed. <laughs> <laughs> but there's yeah, all those I kinda, traffic. I kind of had to, after a while, put on one of those, you know, those airline, like, eye masks to, to sleep, but I just wouldn't be able to see anything, and then that kind of calmed me down when I was driving with Rachel. He got upset when I revealed that I didn't actually know what the side mirrors were for. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you should... But maybe I figured like, it out! For Rachel's, for Rachel's next birthday and the gift, job, like the president. you can give her driving lessons, like buy her driving lessons. That's a terrible thing. That'll be so good for your relationship. <laughs> oh, yeah. Better oh, yeah. a stranger teacher than you. I know 
Kiss is going to be thriving everywhere. I know. So, Judy, you spent much time in Los Angeles? No, but uh, I like it. Uh, you know, I, I don't think I could live there. I mean, I really enjoy it every time I'm there for, you know, a, sh- a short dose, a few days. Um, I don't think I could, I, could, I could dig it at all. So That's because you're not as fabulous as me, Mike. I could totally live there. Oh, I'm fabulous. <laughs> oh, I'm fabulous. Especially on Pride Day. I'm feeling very fabulous today. Especially now that you're getting your big new boobs. <laughs> you're shaped like shamrocks. <laughs> shamrocks. No, those are mine. That's yeah, McGuire's getting the shamrocks. shamrocks. I'm getting the, the David stars. <laughs> yeah, David's. Yeah, I went horseshoes, as we discussed earlier. Because you're feeling lucky. lucky. <laughs> well, Ben, if you want to come up to Roberta's and have drinks with us, once you get rid of those movers, please do. And what kind of boobs are you getting, Ben? Are you getting big fake boobs? <laughs> I was thinking double Ds. <coughs> well, that's, that's you think you get some like anti-personnel device? I think I would look awesome in, so why not, you know? <laughs> I like that Ben just wants sort of like real, like lifelike. <laughs> lifelike <laughs> large breasts. Because men think that we just play with them all the time. But I think that that. Oh one, my god! If I if I, like, what would I would never leave the house. Yeah, <laughs> I know because yeah. they don't get that it's just like your nose or something. <laughs> They're just there. Oh, oh, is here stroking my own arms. So, Rachel, do you think it's like would be cheating to have sex with a robot? Oh Jesus! No idea. <laughs> I don't. Ben, do you have a thought? Is it how is it different than having sex? Yeah, you, with ben a, probably thinks about this all the time. Do you feel like it's different than having like using a vibrator? See, I like the direction you're going here. One one automated animated device to the next. Well, Just realize what do you mean, being... like a, a real a real doll with a flashlight inserted in the in the in the, in the well, her special place? Yes, and she can <laughs> she can talk and tell you how handsome you are and how big you are. <laughs> Amazing! I love it already. <laughs> so I guess the answer is no. I tell you, you're handsome all the time. I just don't yes, have sex do. with you that much. But the- <laughs> well, now that you're moving you're, to LA, you're, you're not a super hot robot from the future, but you're all super hot. So <laughs> you, 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 you are super hot. Sweet. Well, Rachel's going to be 17 <laughs> soon. I know, very soon. <laughs> um, I think I think it wouldn't. I feel like I wouldn't think it was cheating with a robot because I. It, to me, that just seems like a piece of, you know, an, it's an accessory. It's a Don't buy into Mike Edison's ploy, Rachel. He's using this as an argument argument fodder for a special guess, friend of his. Why? So I can. I guess it would depend on how you felt about the robot. Did like, you love do you her? Feel, right. Do you love her? Are you in a relationship <laughs> with the robot, or is she just? Is it just like? Sticking a pencil up your butt or something. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, just totally like, cheating. Is well, it just like a, it's, it's, a thing? Well, I think, I, I think it also comes down to does she look like anyone, you know, and does she have a name? <laughs> yeah, does she no, look no, like your ex girlfriend? <laughs> Turn off Marissa. No, I, I, I have the hots for the Jetsons made, Rosie. <laughs> oh, well, she really looks like a robot. Yeah, I know. See, so that can't be cheating. It's like, it's like screwing a pinball yeah, machine. I kind of agree. But what about a glory hall, then? No. Well, no. I mean, I mean seriously, I mean, what we came to. a human piece in it. Well, what about, uh, Judy, what if the it. robot looked like the rock? I have no problem cheating on my boyfriend with a robot who looks like the rock. <laughs> <laughs> or even Steve Buscemi robot. <laughs> Steve Buscemi. What, 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 what happens to the female Twitter, Twitter robot? Jeez, I think I would do the Steve Buscemi send, robot. Send pictions of your wanger robot in underpants. What? Maybe, maybe. What, 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 what happens if it, what happens if she's a Twitter robot and she has a she has a uh, persona on Twitter and oh. and, uh, and and a profile pic and you send her pictures of your wanger and you happen to be uh, someone trying to become the mayor of New York? What happens then? Well, that just means you're dumb because you didn't. You thought if you knew you were sending your picture to a robot, I don't think that's cheating. But if you thought it was a person and they were masquerading as, I agree. You know, I have to say, perhaps you, perhaps you agree with me. I find Anthony Weiner 
so what he did so much like creepier and more upsetting than like Elliot Spitzer, which to me makes complete sense. Yes, thank yes, you. Yes, yeah. I agree. I also, feel like I, I, mean, would, I would happily let's, vote for let's, Elliot Spitzer let's, for let's, mayor, let's, but let's I'm wait. like Anthony Weiner. I'm just like, what the fuck? Let's, That's let, gross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, let's just put it out there. Neither of them are laudable people. I'm appalled by both of them. You know, and they both deserve to be beaten. Who but, would you but, rather but, have but, sex but, with? But, but, well, Myself. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I used to think Anthony Weiner was kind of hot because I like like scrawny Jewish guys. But... Yeah, he looks hot. Yeah. You like scrawny Jewish guys, which is why you're going out with a hulking Greek. <laughs> <laughs> I deviate from type. Can we, can we say something nice about Bill De Blasio and hope that Anthony Weiner doesn't get in? You guys are not. You guys are leaving before you can even vote, traitors. I'm going to vote absentee. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay, good. I feel it's. I'm entitled. <laughs> you Jews and your entitlement. <laughs> I, I'm. All, I'm all. So far, I'm for Bill De Blasio. Most yeah, of me all. too. Yeah. Let's endorse him officially. Okay, the mic and well, Judy. Well, 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 no, 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 should we have a meeting or something? Okay, we can. I, look, De Blasio's got to step up because it is. It is an awful lot of fucking people they got running out there. I mean, obviously yeah. Quinn. I mean, I don't know a single person. Who wants to vote for her? Okay, when you're the one Mr. gay Buck candidate, there's a group Nixon called Queers. Vote for her. She's another redheaded does lesbian who doesn't want to vote for Christine Quinn. Yeah, she could play her. She'd be cast to play her in the movie on Lifetime, like immediately, just like that, and she doesn't want to play her. Who are you talking to? Ben, you're on the radio. I'm trying to pay the move, the moving cost. I may need to get off the call. All right. Well, if you want to come up, come on up. It's a quick ride. Am I going to have a heart attack? Just just hop on the back of that Harley of yours. Am I going to have a heart attack? No, you're not going to know no. about it. Okay. Good luck, Ben. Moving is stress. This is like a high stress zone for uh, couples. I'd imagine moving. It's got to be right up there, like right after going on vacation. Or having your husband have sex with a robot. <laughs> <laughs> or your girlfriend with a robot that's shaped like The Rock. I think Spira would get over that. <laughs> you'd like the to rock. think, you'd like to think so. Would, robot. If I was going to pick a robot, robot shaped like anybody... It would be Eric from True Blood, whose name I can never say. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. good Lord. Here we go. He's hotter than The Rock. Alexander Skarsgård. I'll, t- I'll tell you, I'll t- I'll yes. tell you, I'll t- I'll tell you what, Judy. You can pick Crazy this up. Holiday. You can pick this up next week without me. Because Mike's going to Italy. I'm going for the gelato. I'm going for the taste, but I'm going to stay for the flavor, yo. Yeah, so next week, the it's, Mike it's and the Judy first show. of Mike's leg of, of replicating the eat, pray, love. Project. <laughs> <laughs> He's spending I, three months in Italy, then three months in India praying. <laughs> doing yoga. <laughs> doing yoga. Eat, eat pray, Mike. Eat, pray, Mike. <laughs> I, I, think, I think it's got a nice ring to it. Mike, that should be your get, book. Get my it agent on the amazing. phone. Jane, I've got it. We're going to make hundreds. <laughs> so, Judy, have a wonderful time. Uh, with, will, without me, I will be tuned in. No, you won't. You'll be eating cheese, having sex, drinking wine. You're going to have wine. pizza in Naples. Well, then you'll meet a nice Brazilian in Bali. And <laughs> well, I, you know, no, I'll just like, him. I, well, I've always wanted to be abroad. And that's it. That's my gay pride joke for today. But I'm bummed. All right. Well, well, I will miss you desperately. I'm bereft already. I'm having separation anxiety. And I will just be sitting here in a pool of my own envy because you're going to have a great time. You are going to have the best time. Yeah, you will. Ciao, Bellas. And Rachel, we wish you and uh, Ben the best of luck, but we're going to see you, right? Yeah, yeah. You're you're a favorite. I'll be back. I think I'm back in August and then again in October, so don't worry so much. All right. All right. Bye, Coastal. By Coastal. All right, well, That's my gay pride. Yeah, I was say, there you go. <laughs> so the last June Mike and Judy show is over. All right, that's it. Episode 94. I'll see you guys in August. Judy, have a small time. Happy Pride Day, everybody. Yay.
Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes Store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at HeritageRadioNetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.